Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres get ready to kick off a three-game set against the Brewers here at Petco. And in studio hosting the show is our partial insider, Mike Janella. Uh, you need any tips or, or advice or just a shoulder to lean on? You come to me. You know, I will week. be coming to you. Alongside Mike, it's Randy Jones, our real insider, who's full of inside information that he sometimes shares. He's sly like a fox. Exactly. Yeah. He's got the fox thing come going on. on. Now. Something will happen. Oh, yeah, I knew about that a couple days ago. Yeah. Well, why didn't you tell anybody? Yeah. They told me not to say anything. <laughs> well, you're a good and man. I am coachable. You're, you're a loyal man. I'm coachable. And rounding out the crew, here to relate to the everyman kind of baseball fan, it's Brady Phelps. You're yeah. just too smart, man. You're too no, smart for baseball. No, you I'm need to talk to someone dumb like me no. to be able to get you to understand That's the reason it. people are frustrated. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts... Mike Janella, Randy Jones, and Brady Phelps. <laughs> Happy trade deadline day. It's a Monday, and wow, what a weird one it was. How are you guys doing? Welcome to Padres Social Hour. It's a beautiful Monday in San Diego. RJ, Brady, what's Why happened? Weird. What do you mean weird? Oh, I don't know. Maybe something happened with uh, a trade that had gone down a couple days ago that now there were some, it's some a retrade. trade backs. Yeah. yeah. yeah it works out just fine. I, I think it's... Totally normal. I mean, I see it every trade down there. Always oh, happens. Insane. How make you guys a trade, doing? make it for innings. See you later. I don't get it. But it was so weird. We, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to jump right into it today. Obviously, a lot going on. Um, hashtag Padres SH. Hit us up with your thoughts on anything we talk about today. Uh, we got AJ Preller, the man himself. I caught up with him earlier today. Had a long discussion with AJ. So we'll have that coming up for you in a little bit. Nick Canepa is here to give his grades on a whole bunch of stuff, as he is every Monday. Uh, but first and foremost, this Colin Ray thing. Uh, to quickly go back, I mean, you guys know the story by now if you're watching us, I'm sure, but he was part of that seven-player trade with Andrew Kashner going to the Marlins on Friday. He leaves after three innings pitching for the Marlins on Saturday, and the Marlins say, uh, trade backs, uh, can we do that? And the Padres say, okay, I guess so. And so now Colin Ray is on his way back for Luis Castillo, who was one of the pitching prospects the Padres got in that original trade. Have Happened you ever seen anything like this? Nice this is, have you ever seen anything like this? And well, no, not really, but I mean, it just, number one, it wasn't damaged goods. That's what kind of confused me. I mean, he was fine here. He made all his starts, did all his bullpens, never right. had no elbow problems. So whatever happened in this game in, in Miami, it, it came by a shock to everybody. And we really won't know, you know, the sequence of it until he comes back and gets an MRI and, and see the extent of the damage. And I asked earlier on Twitter, once this news kind of broke, I said, hey, guys, let, us, let me know what you think. And we're going to be running some of those reactions on the bottom of the screen here. But it ranged from everyone being mad at the Marlins for basically you know, re reneging cowards. on their deal wow. to actually being happy that they, were, they didn't want to see Ray go in the first place for a guy who was basically right. a lottery I mean, He ticket. was the controllable piece between him and Cashner. Right. He was the controllable piece that people wanted to see. Hey, there's a lot of potential here in the future. So... But, man, this is one of the craziest things that I've ever seen unfold in baseball. And then I thought it would get less crazy the more I found out about it. You know, like, oh, once the details start to unfold. Because I try to, to wait and not overreact immediately. I'll save my overreactions for once I have all the information. <laughs> for once you come on the show. Right, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the more information we found out about how they shared medical records together and looked at them together, like, this is absurd. Like, this is absolutely insane that, he, that they sent him back to us. And I have a lot of conspiracy theories as to why this may have happened. <laughs> Let's get to those. But first, I want you to explain your shirt for anyone who doesn't know or hasn't oh. noticed it yet. Well, I, I feel like if you, if you know 
If you see it, you know. If you don't know, then, then I you know nothing, John yeah, Snow. Then there's a spoiler alert coming, <laughs> and so I'll just say that you know I feel like Colin Ray was there's a little bit of a resurrection. He came back to life here in San Diego. All and right. So uh, hence the cultural illusion. I don't expect you to understand, Randy. Um, it's a show called Game of Thrones. It's I don't really want it. If, if you know, I. Just I just want to warn you, if he goes on the deal, I'm going to slap you in. <laughs> you will get okay. the wrath. No, yeah. no, I don't feel like that's my fault. It Brady. wouldn't be the first it, time you've hit me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brandy Jones is like the Tywin I mean, Lannister. I don't, of I don't mind the shirts, but come on, man. Uh, you, know? no, you mentioned I want to give a hat tip to, uh, <laughs> to Thin Gwyn on Twitter. Who's yes, called, he Joe. coined it a conspiracy theory. Yes. So I want to do this. I want to hear what Brady thinks about these conspiracy theories. And then Randy, you being the realist, I want you to tell him why they're completely trash why they make no sense all right all right go yeah i mean well obviously obviously he's faking it like there's not a real injury he didn't like it in miami he didn't like seeing cashner in the same dugout as him with shaved beard and so (laughs) he thought that he would fake an injury just like you used to do you know in the nurse's office the school you say i'm sick the nurse say you're fine no i'm sick i can't go back to class i I think brady's absolutely right (laughs) (laughs) he nailed that one All right. Yeah. He's I wish it, it. He I wanted it, to come back. I wish it was again. that easy. All I right. mean, Colin Ray might be smart. I'm not going to give him. That okay. Much second, credit. second theory. He he <laughs> was hurt. He knew he was hurt. He was hurt. AJ Preller knew he was hurt, and he was part of the conspiracy to pretend he was healthy, and then voluntarily go out and hurt himself more for three innings on the mound. Get hurt, find out, and get sent back here. All part of the plan. Yeah, and his ERA went down. Yeah. Yeah, he struck, on the, he struck a guy out on, on that play, right? I mean, this all makes sense to me. Are you really wasting time thinking about this stuff? Yeah, what? To, no. Yeah, to, to for anyone, real theories. For anyone just joining in here, these are not – this is not, no information that we know. This is, no, all Brady, no. this is Brady Phelps' best conspiracy I, theories I, I like how that he took out from Twitter. I was like, wait, wait, wait. This is actually an official show. Like, we kind of work with yeah. the Padres, so you can't just say flipping things like that we without the couch, disclaimers. We want to couch this with as many disclaimers yeah. as possible. Yeah, this is, these, none of this is real. Um, so I – I got plenty of more theories, but we can go ahead if you yeah, want. No, I was just going to say, in about. reality, what, you know, A.J. Preller, and he addressed the media earlier today, basically the Marlins, after Colin Ray left that Saturday game, approached A.J. and said, can we rework this deal? Damaged goods? A little bit of buyer's remorse. Uh, A.J., they asked him, they said, was this about an injury or a damaged goods? And A.J. said, that's not how they presented it to us. It's not how we viewed it. We were reluctant to get rid of Colin Ray in the first place. So he said the Padres were happy to get him back. And it's, it's what was best for everyone involved, essentially, is what no, A.J. Preller was saying. At first, I was glad to hear it. I was glad to hear that Colin Ray was coming back. They, I heard today that Andy Green said he called him up and he was thrilled to have him yeah, back. back. I'm sure that he would be thrilled to have him back healthy. Maybe not, you know. That's still the one piece yet to be determined, right? The oh, MRI results are still pending. You've got to right, find out what he did. Even though they didn't, I mean, you've got to know. I mean, if you're the Marlins, like, this is serious. It wouldn't be, if it wasn't serious, they wouldn't have come back and been all angry. I was going to use a couple other choice words. <laughs> well, angry. I mean, I, I mean, they, I mean Castillo's got a big arm. I mean, the kid that we're, we're switching back. Big arm, still a lot to prove. You know, some, you know, rough around the edges. You know, not, not big league guaranteed. Right. Colin Ray, in my opinion, you, you know what you have, and he's going to develop into a fine pitcher. Maybe not the number one, but he, so you know, I have a solid theory. two, three, four. I have a theory that he make isn't it, that make good. Make it quick. He isn't that good, and, and Preller has been feeding media, saying he's the piece. He's the one of the four that I really wanted the most. Feeding it, feeding it, feeding it, waiting for Ray to get hurt. As soon as he got hurt, 
that's when the Marlins said, we want Castillo back. <laughs> drink while you think of these <laughs> I think that's Brady really Paul's conspiracy theory. If you're doing t-shirts, I mean, a dime I'm, a dozen. I'm worried about you. Get him yeah. on Twitter. Thanks. He'll give you a conspiracy Appreciate theory. Can we go to break and give him a rest? We can go to break and give him a rest. And, in fact, we'll give him such a long rest. Because when we come back, I caught up with A.J. show earlier today. And we talked with A.J. about everything because the last time we talked to him was before the draft. So we talked draft, international signing, the, all the trades he's made, everything. So it's a long conversation. Strap in, buckle the seatbelts. AJ Preller coming up right after this. We also want to let you know that you can enjoy a summer movie on the field Saturday, August 6th, coming up. Space Purchase Jam. Purchase a movie. Yes, yes, Randy is on the Space Jam. Yes. Train. Get a movie on the field theme game ticket package to watch get Space my Jam blanket. on the field after the Padres take on the Phillies seat. at 540. You'll also I receive a Padres-themed fleece blanket. Buy tickets today at Padres.com slash theme games. When we come back, our chat with AJ Preller. This is Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour here in the AMR studio on this trade deadline day. And I could not think of a better person to have here. I don't know, honestly, how we got you because you've been so busy. (laughs) A.J. Preller, how's it going? Uh, A little tired, but overall (laughs) pretty good. I bet. So, again, uh, first and foremost, thanks for taking the time. You've been Busiest man in San Diego, maybe in all of baseball the last week or so. Um, And going right down to today, and we won't dive into the specifics of today. You already did a press conference earlier today talking about Derek Norris, Colin Ray. Uh, I only want to ask, have you ever been involved in anything as weird as the the exchange back? Yeah, no, that that was probably a first for us, I think. Uh, But, no, I think we were, you know. I mentioned. I think when we made the when we made the, the deal a few nights ago, you know, Colin was really, really, you know, is a difficult piece to you know put in for that into that trade. I think he was a guy that, you know, we, we tried a, a lot of different combinations to keep him uh, to keep him out of that deal and you know to keep him with Padre. And you know, after he got hurt on you know on Saturday there in Florida and, and came out of the game with the injury, um, you know, we, we were able to work it out with the Marlins and able to get Colin back. So we're excited to have him back. All right. So we'll go. And um, last time we spoke with you was right before the amateur draft. So I want to cover as much as we can with you from there until today. Um, one thing, though, that I notice across everything, the draft, international signing period, the trades you've made, stockpiling as many young arms as possible, a lot of high upside. Do you see that as kind of a prevailing strategy for the organization moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think just, uh, again, like, you know, you know, on the pitching front, you know, the, you can never have enough. I mean, I think, you know, on the mound, there's, you know, there's injury factors, obviously, you know, guys that may not develop exactly the way you want them to. So I think, you know, when you look out, it's a numbers game. I think it's about having quality and quantity. And I think, you know, we've made that definitely part of our strategy here, you know, in the, really in the last year and a half. But, you know, I, I think also the way things fall, you know, we, we're looking, you're looking to acquire, you know, top of the line talent. And, you know, sometimes that's position player, sometimes a pitcher, at least in, in terms of some of these trades and the draft, leaned a little bit more heavy towards the, the, towards the pitching front. I think that's probably a good thing because, you know, you need, a, you need a lot of pitchers to end up with a championship staff. Well, it's actually uh, Bob Scanlon who's on the show uh, frequently, former big league pitcher. He has a, a theory he ascribes to that it's a three-for-one ratio. For every three guys, one's going to make it, one will blow out, and one just won't make it to the bigs for whatever reason. Do you think that ratio for number of arms you need to stockpile versus those that eventually make a championship club is that about right? Is it less, more? Does it depend on the organization? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that we're able to come up with a formula a little better than that. <laughs> you know, I think that's, uh, you know, I think that that's going to help us down the road for sure. But yeah, I think, you know, when you look, you know, throughout, throughout the game and industry wide, and it's probably probably fairly accurate, and I think you know our, our quest and our goal is to find pitchers that you know just on their own that they're they're able to develop and you know put a good development system in place, so you know we're able to do a little better than that ratio and uh, and put a put a product on the field that's really good here at Petco. One thing with arms you haven't shied away from, whether we're learning now with Chris Paddock and your reaction to his injury, uh, drafting Cal Quantrill, bringing Carter Caps over. Uh, Tommy John seems to not really scare you guys away that much anymore. Are you comfortable enough now with the front office with that operation that it doesn't deter you from potential ceiling? Yeah, I think I mean each 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 one of those situations they're they're all a little different, you know. And I think we looked at each one of those situations. We did our homework. We understood what we were getting into. You know, you want to do your homework in terms of like you know who did the surgery, how the rehab went. Definitely like the the, the you know the the makeup and character of the individual that we're getting because it's a long road back to come back from from Tommy John and. You know, it's definitely not a sure thing when guys have Tommy John surgery, but there's also a lot of success stories out in the big leagues. And I think the one thing commonplace, you know, when you really when you really get in and study it, you know, the guys that do have a you know, better chance of coming back, they're guys that really get after the rehab program, guys that, you know, like work ethic and makeup is, you know, is off the charts. And I think, you know, in the case of Paddock, Caps, and Quantro, when we went out and did some homework on those guys, kept coming back with the same answer. They're, you know, if they're going to beat the odds, they're, they're the kind of guys that, you know, we feel like they're going to do everything in their power to make, uh, you know, to be successful coming back from a, from a tough surgery and a rehab process. We're here with Padres GM, A.J. Preller. Cal Quantro, one of those guys, he's already pitching now in the system. Let's go back to the draft. What are some of the early returns, early progress report? What can you give us from what you've been seeing and hearing from the guys you drafted uh, that now are finally matriculating into the system up and down the Padres yeah. farm? Yeah, Cal, starting with Cal, you know, Cal, Cal Quantrill, our first, you know, our first pick there from Stanford. He's, uh, he's in the AZL in the Arizona Rookie League, so he's going through, uh, you know, some 110-degree some nights and days. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but he's now made, I'd say, probably about five outings or so, and, and I got a chance to see his, his first one, I think his fourth one. Uh, the second one I saw, it was good to see because he's getting more comfortable on the mound. He's getting more accustomed to being back out there. I mean, it's, it's been probably close to 18 months from the last time he pitched in games, so, you know, in game activity. So, you know, the day I saw him, the velocity was good. He was anywhere from 92 to 96. He threw a ton of strikes. Uh, he went four, sco you know, four scoreless with no hits and no walks. And, uh, you know, it was nice to see. It was nice to see him really enjoying being back on the mound. Eric Lauer, uh, another one of our first-round picks. He's up in Tri-Cities. He's had – you know, some very good outings, and I think the reports coming back from him. It's been the other night he threw three clean innings and a lot of strikes, and again, good velocity. Um, you know, guys that are advanced, they're advanced for, you know, just coming out of the draft. Uh, Hudson Hudson Potts now, Hudson Sanchez, the time we, we, we you know, we draft him. Hudson Potts, a shortstop from, you know, the Dallas, Texas area, is off to a really good start, hitting over 300 in the AZL. Had a chance to see him, and really, you know, down the line, like I think uh, our guys have gotten to off to a nice start. So there's no, no, that doesn't guarantee success down the road. Sure. But, you know, always, always good to see guys go out when you have an evaluation. I'm go out and start performing right off the gate, and we've seen that with our guys. Now let's move uh, chronologically now to the international signing period once July hit, and I feel like the way a, a boxer kind of spars, but then can really let loose once he's in the ring. That was kind of you being able to spend as much as you as you did this year. Did you feel like you finally were able to flex your muscle a little bit in an area that you've kind of gotten a reputation for being really good at. Yeah, I, I think the credit really goes to, like, our scouting group. I mean, definitely definitely all, you know, a couple fronts. I think, you know, from an ownership standpoint, a front office standpoint, Mike D., Ron Fowler, Peter Seidler, for those guys to, you know, to believe and trust and, and those guys to understand, you know, hopefully the value that we're putting into the system and what we're trying to build. You know that's not a uh, you know that's not a that's not a, you know that's not a you know a situation that I think you see in all 30 clubs. I think they obviously made a, made a large financial investment, um, but I think they also you know they understand the process and understand what we're trying to accomplish and do. And I think you know with Chris Kemp and, and his scouting group, Trevor Shum, uh, those guys on the international side, they work really hard. They're out there 
honestly probably 350 days a year seeing players. And I think they, you know, what they did was they built a lot of background, a lot of history with guys over the course of the last, you know, year plus, honestly, you know, uh, scouting the group out. They were able to pick and choose, you know, as the hundreds and thousands of players you may see on the international market, we end up with, you know, you know, and in 2025 that we really like, that we feel like we're happy to, you know, to have as Padres, guys that can play the game, guys that understand the strike zone, guys that are two-way players that can defend, you know, the baseball and, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, they're going to be guys that are coming to the system be successful. And I think uh, I think it was a huge boost to our system. And I think really excited to see these guys start playing games here in the next year. Is there one favorite that you love, like a crown jewel from that signing yeah, class? That's, uh, you know, that's probably like trying to pick amongst your kids or anything <laughs> like that. I think well, uh, I'm my mom's favorite, so you can answer <laughs> the question. <laughs> I think, uh, no, I mean, I think there's it's a it's a it's a it's a well-rounded class. You know, I mean, I think we have a lot of shortstops. There's a you know, center fielder, Jason Rosario, shortstop, Luis Almanzar. Uh, another Venezuelan shortstop, Gabe Arias. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that we like from a position player standpoint. On the mound, we were able to sign a you know, left-hand pitcher from Cuba, Adrian Morihone, mm -hmm. who's a uh, very unique and, and pretty special 17-year-old that we think is, uh, you know, one of the top amateur pitchers or thought was one of the top amateur pitchers in the world here, you know, really over the last couple of years. So, uh, and then a Cuban outfielder, Jorge Onya, who is a you know a power bat, strength bat, a guy that's a really quality hitter, corner outfielder. I think when you put the group together. You know, we're, we're going to get some good big leaguers out of that group. We're here with A.J. Preller. And our first question in from uh, the fans on Twitter using hashtag PadresSH. Now, the international signing period, it goes all year. So this one from uh, sports, do you have any financial flexibility left on spending in this current July 2nd period, or do you guys pretty much have you packed up shop on the international front? Yeah, no, I think a you know, good question. I think, uh, you know, again, I think a lot of a lot of attention is, is placed on the, you know, that first day, that, that rush on July 2nd or, you know, July 5th or, you know, those first couple of days there where, where we sign players. Um, but you know it's it's a year round it's a year round process it's a year round scouting process that really focus on and then also understanding that you know, there's going to be p good players throughout the year and I think you know we've we've uh, we've prepared as such I think you know, our ownership prepared as such I think you know part of the moves that we made here at the deadline were were, were uh, you know were built towards that to giving us financial flexibility that if we wanted to you know if we found certain players that we wanted to invest in throughout the year on the international side that at least that was consideration for us as well to continue adding talent to the system and. Uh, you know, I think I think we're going to be active throughout the year. And then one more Twitter question that before we wrap up on the international signing period, uh, this one from Men's Ray. Any thoughts on a proposed international draft, or do you like the current signing uh, system as it is? Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I think that's you know that's uh, I really feel like I've you know that through the last you know ten or twelve years, there's been a few different kinds of systems. It hasn't been the exact draft system mm -hmm. yet, obviously on the international side, but. You know, for the most part, I think, you know, you see whatever system is put in place and then you work within that system. So I don't, I don't, I don't feel too strongly one way or another. Um, you know, I think uh, from our standpoint, you know, it's going to be something that has to be collectively bargained between the union and the, uh, you know, and the commissioner's office and, and, you know, and the 30 clubs. So, you know, I think from our standpoint, you know, we're, we're just going to be active doing, you know, on the ground, seeing players, you know, knowing where players are, you know, doing the backgrounds and the makeup checks and being prepared in whatever system it is to, to be productive. All right, let's move now to some of the trades you made recently leading up to the deadline. And one that you got pretty much universal praise for was uh, Drew Pomeranz for Anderson Espinosa. Uh, Red Sox got what they wanted, an all-star lefty, and Anderson Espinosa coming back, one of the top pitching prospects in all of baseball. How uh, difficult or easy was it to pry him away? He's kind of a crown jewel from that Red Sox system. I mean, I think the, the biggest thing is, you know, we had one of the better lefties in the game, you know. So I think uh, – I think a lot of attention right now is, you know, is placed on prospects. And Anderson Espinosa is a guy that, you know, really from an amateur, from his, you know, his days as an amateur, was a guy that a lot of people thought highly of. Um, you know, our scouts, other team scouts, obviously the Red Scouts, you know, scouts and personnel did. You know, they signed him for I think 1.8 million dollars as a 16-year-old. He went out and performed right away and started getting a lot of, you know, a lot of publicity and notice. I think our scouts did a really good job scouting him. 
Um, you know, and it was a big group effort from our standpoint to know the Sox system. Uh, but, you know, again, like, you know, we had a piece in Drew Pomeranz as an all-star. It's one, it one of the tougher guys to hit here this year in baseball. It's, uh, you know, a lefty that's, that's been really successful. So when you do that, you expect to get good quality in return. We had, you know, a lot of attention from other clubs and end up making the decision to choose Anderson and uh, excited about it. Uh, next kind of moving along the line was the Melvin Upton for Hansel Rodriguez deal and uh, eating a lot of Melvin's contract going to Toronto. How important was that? And we saw that too with Matt Kemp just a couple days ago. How much does that allow you to do your job better, that flexibility to be able to say, you know, we're going to pay down some of this contract because that seems to be a recurring theme in a lot of deals these days. Yeah, I, I think the, the, you know, the, the Melvin Upton to the Blue Jays kind of, a, you know, kind of a, you know, three different parts of that deal. I think the first part was, you know, was, was again, getting some financial flexibility and being able to use that money in a different, you know, a different fashion. I think, you know, the second part for us, obviously, is getting, you know, Hansel Rodriguez that you mentioned, who's a guy that, you know, probably a little bit longer-term project, but a right-handed arm that, you know, uh, Spencer Graham, some of our scouts, Dom Scavone, think, uh, you know, has upside as a, as a pitcher here in the big leagues in terms of, you know, a possible mid-rotation type starter. Um, and then and then the third part is really creating opportunity. And, you know, I think for us, you know, we you know the guys that are in El Paso, some of the guys here on the big league club, Alex Dickerson, and then behind those guys, you know, Manuel Margot and, uh, you know, Hunter Renfro. I think, you know, in terms of, you know, when you have a set outfield like we've had for most of the year with John Jay, pre-injury, Matt Kemp, you know, and Melvin Upton, you know, those guys are, they played well and they're out there as veteran players. And I think we had some guys that we wanted to, you know, give give opportunity to. They earned their way there. They have, they've been having big years in El Paso uh, or in AAA. And, and, you know, we've been able to do that. And I think that deal was you know, the part of the rationale for that deal was to create some opportunity for Alex Dickerson, Travis Jankowski to go out there and play a little bit more. Uh, similarly, with Matt Kemp now to Atlanta, opens up even more opportunity. You mentioned right after that trade that it was actually the Braves who reached out to you, and then that deal kind of consummated within, what, 24, 36 hours pretty quickly. If they had not called you, were you planning on having Matt here, or was he someone that you maybe were still trying to look at dealing to somewhere else yeah we really did not have a lot of discussions about Matt so you know that one came a little bit out of left field you know and I think uh, you know our, our focus you know is on some of the guys you had mentioned that that you know that that we ended up moving I think that was you know those were the active discussions for us um, and really had not and not you know factored Matt too much into moving and the Braves presented the idea to us ultimately I think you know the you know the, the main main part of that deal you know was to you know was was, was to get the financial flexibility going forward and again and create some opportunity first for Jabari Blash who's going to come up here and play and then you know down the road for some other guys in our system as well so um, you know I think uh, you know, leading up to the last few days of the trade deadline wasn't really a focused part of it but when the Braves presented us with the idea as a group we ended up uh, thinking it was something we should do we ended up uh, moving on the deal. Uh, now let's look forward and one of the things this is another question coming in here from another one of our uh, fans this is Kyle Larkin do you intend, AJ, to uh, add some veteran pitching in the offseason to ensure the health of the young arms? So you're getting all these high-ceiling guys, but someone's got to pitch at the big league level uh, before these guys end up making it up here. Is that going to be a priority for you guys moving forward? Yeah, I think, you know, I think, you know, looking, looking at the offseason, definitely on the, on, the, you know, on the mound in terms of starting rotation, you know, again, you can never have enough guys, but in terms of looking at what, what we're looking at, it's going to be it's an area that we've got to address. You know, it's an area that's probably going to be an area over the next couple of years that we're going to be constantly trying to find all different ways. I mean, maybe veteran free agent starters. It may be, you know, like we saw this year, a Rule 5 pick in Luis Perdomo. It might be a smaller deal, you know, a mid-tier type deal like we made this past year for Drew Pomeranz. You know, I think immediately when we made some of the trades that we made, Andrew Kasher, Drew Pomeranz, you know, the call to our pro scouting group and, you know, really our, our you know, our baseball operations team was, you know, we're going to we're gonna have to build a championship, you know, style pitching staff. And we're going to have to go get, you know, go get guys that, that we think, uh, you know, are going to be able to pitch for us up here and, and be productive. And, I think you know what the trades did was create a lot of opportunity. 
and you know I think it's going to be you know a situation where we're going to sort through a lot of a lot of bodies and names and give guys out you know give guys a chance to come up here and pitch you know to find some guys going forward along with the prospects that we traded for you know they're going to be a strong staff here in a couple of years all right gonna let you get out of here in a sec but want to run through a couple of quick hitters with you uh, AJ you mentioned how the Braves reached out to you what percentage this past week was it teams reaching out to you and checking in on guys and you reaching out to other teams trying to feel the market out for what you have yeah there's, there's always some back and forth but honestly I think you know in the position we've been in I think we, we have put some players that are attractive to clubs I think you know we we do a lot of you know, we, you know there were a lot of calls you know teams reaching out you know going to us we had multiple teams involved in in, in you know pretty much all these players so I think in a lot of cases you know it was not uh, you know we didn't have to be too active drumming up business I think there was a lot, <laughs> a lot of situations where teams were checking in with us constantly and uh, you know that, that that probably makes for a market in which you can make some moves yeah it must be nice when you're the one so constantly in demand um, which deal was the most difficult the Kemp one for example came about pretty quickly which was the most difficult to consummate how lo you know the one that took the longest to or had the most back and forth was there any one in particular I think prob probably the deal with the Marlins you know I think uh, and and you know I think the uh, I think the biggest portion, like I mentioned today, I think you know there are probably about you know, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 different different combos that we <laughs> looked at. You know, most most of them were to honestly to keep Colin out of the deal, and then you know I think uh, so from that standpoint, there was a lot of back and forth on that deal. On the original deal that we made, you know, a few nights ago, um, you know, and that was probably the one that had the most you know, most calls going back and forth, and the most uh, you know different different possibilities and. Uh, you know, and, and you know, I think that was the one that probably took a little bit. You know, that, that took more of the, you know, more of more of the time and the, uh, you know, and the bandwidth and all that stuff. So, cool. well, AJ, thank you. And uh, last one, I know it's a it's a never-ending job. It's all day, but will you at least tonight get a chance to go to bed early or catch up on your DVR <laughs> or do anything for you? Uh, yeah, no, I think uh, you know, the <laughs> it's 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 always you know, on the baseball operation calendar. Usually on to the next thing pretty quickly. So I think uh, you know, you get done with the deadline this year on August first, not July thirty-first, yeah. like it is most years. Um, but no, it's it's usually you know go into the system and there's always something else that you know that that hey, all teams, all 30 teams, they operate that way. It's just a very like you know highly competitive environment and you know I think uh, you know get a chance to go in and see our see our farm teams here in the next couple of weeks as well and um, and see our big league club you know and start you know pretty quickly the off seasons you know is is upon us so. Uh, you know, we'll see. I think uh, maybe maybe a couple couple hours with our group tonight that we'll we'll sit back and, and kick back and enjoy, and then uh, get ready for tomorrow. Well, get a nap in or something at least. <laughs> you deserve it. All the hard work you've been doing, AJ Preller. Thank you so much, and for taking the time for us. It means a lot. Appreciate it. Thank All you. All right, that's Padres general manager AJ Preller, and you can be here next week when Ken Caminiti is being inducted into the Padres Hall of Fame on Saturday, August 6th. To celebrate, all fans in attendance at that night's 5:40 game against the Phillies will receive a Ken Caminiti Padres throwback replica jersey presented by Fanatics. A variety of sizes are available. Get your tickets now at Padres.com. We're back with more of this trade deadline day edition of Padres Social Hour. Don't go anywhere. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. We finally dragged Randy back in from inside. You go wandering during these breaks. Oh, man, I can't help it. <laughs> Our thanks to A.J. Preller. I mean, he is pulled in a million different directions uh, on a day like today and a week like this. So for him to take that time for us, uh, we appreciate it. That was quite a humble, humble brag. Well, you did, you did yeah, there, a little pat on your own back. Uh, oh, for me to be able to pull it. No, I did not say he for had me. nothing to do with <laughs> it. I did not say for me. You're putting words so in my mouth. Yeah, right. somebody, somebody made AJ do it. It wasn't Mike. <laughs> it wasn't me either. <laughs> and it wasn't Blooper no, who made that happen Blooper. either. Let's make, let's make that perfectly <laughs> and abundantly clear. Uh, so we touched on a lot of stuff from AJ, um, and we'll have the interview up on, online, I'm sure, if you missed it, uh, to watch later on. But 
Uh, some things that you know we didn't get a chance to us to talk about at the top of the show that AJ addressed a little bit in the media press conference before he came to us. Derek Norris and some of the other pieces, John Jay maybe, that were not moved. Were you guys surprised? We talked about Colin Ray. That was the big takeaway today. Were you surprised we didn't see more done by the Padres? Well, you know, I thought, you know, number one, uh, John Jay, I, I would have been shocked. With the guy on the DL, and he's still got some weeks away before he even starts you know, swinging a bat or anything like that. Uh, that would have been a tough one there. But, you know, Derek Norris, I thought he'd be the one that might move if the right deal was, was put together. But it, I, I, that's a factor of all the other trades we saw at the right. trading deadline is why Norris is still here. And, and not a problem with that either. So you're I, cool with Norris still being bet. here. I, I have no problem with that. How about you, Brady? Yeah, I, there's a couple things going on. I think that, you know, we did expect Norris to move, but I, I don't know. I feel like that's what A.J. Preller does. Like, you think he's going to zig and he zags. And so it's not shocking to me that he didn't move him. I think that um, if people were thinking something shady went down with the Marlins and that's why this Ray thing went, then I could see how maybe teams would be less inclined to try to do a deal today after that went down. Not to mention, there's the with Austin Hedges, who as fans we all want to see, and he's doing well down in the minors. But if we bring him up for what we did earlier, more than 17 days, then you can't control him for another year. Well, you're, you're not going to see him anyway. Even if you, if you move Norris, you're not going to. Well, that's what I'm saying. You, you keep know. Norris since you're not going to want to bring him. You're not going to be bringing him yeah. up. You know. And and so it's it's well, not. Well, Sanchez is hitting 400 down there. Well, yeah, I know Sanchez would be a good guy to have up too. But not like you got custom. We got all brand new pitching and staff. And we got to keep in mind, we still have the waiver wire period to go through. It's not like there's, there's no chance he moves. I still think there's a chance. But and I also don't think that it helped having Lucroy and his deal get exactly. kiboshed, and that right. and that probably threw everything, you know, a wrench and everything. And then he went to the Rangers, and I mean, it and and he went late. Which if if AJ Preller was waiting to see how the market played out before offering the guys who missed out on Lucroy and Norris, well, right. he got his entire window basically shut down. That's right. Yeah, which was a good uh, point. unfortunate. And I also him. feel like in most of these trades for the last like two weeks, I feel like AJ was. I mean, th- we were in the driver's seat. People needed the pieces, and and he was able to manipulate the situation so that he was able to give up less, and they were willing to give more. Whereas with Norris, it kind of felt like, eh, the writing's on the wall a little bit. He wants to trade him, so we're the you know the other teams were maybe in the driver's seat a little bit more and so he said well hey yeah. well, i don't need to do it i'm not going to give right. him up for too little you know yeah, there's no there was really no value as far as salaries and everything to be a factor there yeah there wasn't like a matt kemp situation yeah, where you're going to save over 30 million dollars yeah That's huge right. bank uh, and in that media press conference he had today aj preller also saying about norris in particular and we've learned about this this from aj he just didn't see the value there he didn't see anything worth making the trade he's not going to be a guy that'll trade just to make a deal and he also said he kind of likes having catching depth he said in particular you know we have a lot of guys now but all it takes is one injury or two and now you don't have any catchers at all. So he right. liked being in that position of having that organizational depth. I'd hate to see another forward. beard go, too. So <laughs> A big glad. issue, yeah. That was one of the funny tweets, one of the ones that caught my eye that we ran earlier was uh, just happy the fans were that it wasn't Andrew Kashner coming back instead of Colin Ray because seeing Kashner now babyface, <laughs> they didn't want any part of that. Yeah, that would be pretty uh, cool. This tweet coming in just now from uh, Anthony Gallivan. Who had the greater Marlin career, Mike Piazza or Colin Ray? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Uh, I'll take Piazza <laughs> on that one. Yeah. I don't know though. He did. He he had a zero ERA when Ray left. So he did. Yeah. And uh, Piazza, I have the numbers up here. Five for uh, eighteen in his Marlin career. His brief Marlin career. Blooper is itching to say something. I, I go Piazza because he hit one of his eight career triples with the Marlins. Yes, eight he did. Eight career triples, one with the Marlins. That's pretty impressive in like five games. Wow. 
The yeah. fact he knew that. Must have been hard for him to, to choose that, that Mets cap to go into Cooperstown after that triple that he got there. That great Marlins great. I know, Russ. <laughs> that was the Florida Marlins, not so even Miami. Yet. I know. That was Ooh. old school. That was back in the day. So uh, of the deals now, uh, how do you, which one was your favorite of all the ones the Padres pulled off of all the trades? Go ahead, Randy. You don't know. You need sure. you need no. I, like, I, liked, I liked Anderson uh, Silt. Anderson Espinosa. Anderson Silva is a UFC great. I, he wants to fight me. Yeah. Um, Anderson Espinosa, I liked because I, and and it's not that I wanted to get rid of Pomerantz. I loved having Pomerantz on the team, and I think he has you know still a lot of potential to grow and get better. I just think that we expected, we had no idea we were going to get that much out of him, and so to be able to get such a huge return for someone we didn't realize was going to be that good is pretty special. So. It's been a, a whirlwind dating back to James Shields a couple of months. It wasn't just AJ furiously this weekend. Yeah. It's been a crazy season for transactions. And now we see what it brings us, right? Obviously. Let's check it out. Uh, I know what will bring us uh, some grades here. Nick Canepa, he's here. We see him. He'll be back on the segment when we come back. But first, I want to let you know that you can join the Padres and play golf alongside Padres legends like Trevor Hoffman and local military heroes for the inaugural Heroes Cup San Diego on August 22nd and 23rd. Packages are still available for the two-day golf event, benefiting our local San Diego military community. Visit Padres.com slash Heroes Cup for more details. When we come back, Nick Canepa stops by for his weekly report card. You don't want to miss it. This is Padres Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour here with Brady Phelps in the AMR studio. We have subbed out the lefty Randy Jones. We've brought in Nick Canepa for his weekly report card, putting him right in the Cholula hot seat. Nick, how you doing? Good. I'm here with Andrew Kashner. Everything's, <laughs> everything's going Yeah, what well. you missed, this uh, is a Brady's ongoing campaign to get a, like a periscope during our commercial breaks. Just beer to talk. Any, it is anything two. that covers that mug. Thanks for nothing. All right, let's get to the grades. And uh, Nick, I don't want to spend too much time on the normal weekly grades because I want to get your grades on everything that's been going on with the trades in the front office and everything. So let's quickly go through uh, the normal stuff. Uh, they were two and four this week, so I'm assuming the grades won't be that good. Uh, but uh, the offense, what do you got? Offense was a D. They batted 212 as a team this week. So, I mean, they did hit 10 home runs. Yeah. And one more streak came to an they end, won unfortunately. Two games and, uh, I mean, how could you have anything going when you don't even know who's here? Does base I running mean, count as offense? Is no, that a separate I don't category? What's it called? Base running, defense, offense. I feel like offense. You know, they're on the field, and it's probably, so. I think Will Myers should have that steal home should have at least bumped him up to a C. That the was worth an entire grade? yes, an entire See, that's grade. That's why you don't do this. That was little, <laughs> that was so savvy. That was little league savvy, man. That now, was so I, good. I don't disagree with you, but you don't bump a whole grade up. Come well, on, a plus play, but a, a D grades. performance for the week. All right, how about the pitching? This has been your favorite aspect of this team all season. I gave, I gave pitching su actually surprising. I gave him a C minus. That is surprising. What made you so generous this week? Uh, well, Ray, before he left, <laughs> who I've heard of him, was hit hard that that day. But you know, Cashner didn't pitch badly. Who? <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> He's sitting next to guys? me now. <laughs> who are these uh, guys? You know, Jackson had nothing. Uh, Friedrich bounced was, back, Friedrich, though. Friedrich was, was all right. Yeah. Um, and uh, yesterday they used seven pitchers, I think. <laughs> 17, actually. I mean, uh, uh, the, the, the bullpen had good, it had, some, had some good time. Yeah, no, they've been, they've been solid. Uh, I, I, I didn't that back see three. really, uh, considering all that's going on, I 
you know, what can you do? Have you considered yeah. maybe bumping an entire grade up, like if Bethancourt makes an appearance on the on the mound? Like just thinking about completely changing up your grade. The guy's lucky he's catching. Oh, gosh. Yeah, <laughs> he goes high mean. 90s. He can touch 98. How about the defense? Uh, I just gave him a C because I didn't see anything outrageous one way or the other. Did you bump the grade up at all because Matt Kemp is gone? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Kemp probably played the best right field of his life this year, and it wasn't very good. That's not true. He <laughs> my grandma can move around better than he could out there. Yikes. I hope I he doesn't get traded back to us because I'll take that back. Matt Kemp at one time played center field and played a pretty good center Yeah, he had two gold gloves out there. Yeah. He's a 40 stolen base guy. I mean, he had speed, yeah. he had agility, he had athleticism. It it's just actually wasn't amazing here anymore. Because he's lost it from the hips down that he could still hit. Hips don't lie. Yeah. yeah. Usually <laughs> when you use your legs, you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Like Randy. Yeah, Randy's happens. not gone. Randy's still here in, in full Cy Young form. How about the coaching this week? You were, you were very nice Coaching I on gave them. an A. That's smart of you. Because I'm going to reserve judgment until Andy has Andy is introduced to all his players. He hasn't met any of these guys yet. He yeah. was so happy, he said, today to have Colin Ray back. He's like, hey, a face hey, I know. I a know name I recognize. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe that's why they didn't trade Norris. They wanted so someone to Someone around, right? Yeah, exactly. Besides All right, Will. now, you also have a special grade. You, you've done this once before this season for San Diego as an all-star game right, host, right. which you gave an A to, uh, an A-plus, I should say. So now with management front office, you want to give them a grade this week as well. Yeah, I gave them management an A. I like what, I like what they're doing. I I. I have no, you know, it's, I'm sure there are fans out there who don't like it. They have contacted us, and yes. And they have every reason not to because they pay the freight. Yeah. But I think you've got to look at this thing. The way they've done it hasn't worked. I mean, when was the last time they, they made the playoffs? How long ago was it? 84. Yeah. That was the last time. Really? When was the last time? 2006. It's, it, it's not working. So try something else and try it with youth, and you got a, you got you got some experts up there now who know what they're doing in the international market and the amateur yep. market. And hopefully you, more importantly probably, is you got some people in the minor leagues who could develop the people down there. Right. Which has always been their biggest problem. Right. I mean, uh, when when, when uh, Joe McElvain took over as GM in the early 90s, the Padres did not have a scout in Florida. That's, that's I hear they play some baseball down there that you might want to check true. out. Uh, but no, <laughs> things uh, yeah are uh, very different now. And so the grades again, Nick, a D for the offense this week, a C for defense, C minus for pitching, but A's for coaching and for the front office as a trade deadline is now in the rearview mirror. You get an A this week, Nick. As a for putting oh up with God. me. Oh, Tim, I, I, well. <laughs> we'll separate these two Andy as they talk beard care throughout the rest of the, uh, the break here. Thank you very much, Nick, for stopping by on the Cholula Hot Seat. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce. The hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We'll take a look at tonight's lineup, introduce you to some of these names you may or may not recognize yet now that all the dust has settled. This is Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. We'll get you tonight's lineup here in just a little bit, but uh, any other takeaways as we have Randy Jones back and Brady Phelps here from the rest of the trade deadline, all the other deals that were made, anything stand out to you? Good to uh, have you back, Randy. No, it did nothing that really stands out to me. Is it prototypical the last few hours? Yeah. You know, went down. I mean, I think uh, definitely some teams made a run to improve themselves. Now we got to see if it's going to pan out the next eight weeks. 
That's always the interesting part. Anybody make themselves more of a World Series contender today than yesterday for you, Brady? I wasn't really actually thoroughly impressed with any of them was anybody made. Like the who got who was it that got uh, Beltron the Rangers? Rangers. Rangers got him and, and Luke Roy and Jeffress. They right. they got a haul today. Right. I mean, they added a, a lot of pieces, but like I don't know. I wasn't even sure that Beltron was still in the league. Yeah, so but did, did they? I'm over Beltron. Do they have the pitching? He was an all-star this year. That, huh? Yeah, it's basically Cole Hamels and Diego? whoever else you can find. I'll tell you what, you can outscore him maybe um, now, but yeah. at least, you know. So we shall see. It may come down to a role as Chapman or Andrew Miller being the biggest deals that were made uh, this deadline, depending how October shakes out. All right, let's get to tonight's lineup. Brought to you by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Carlos Beltran He is not. Yeah. Uh, Travis Jankowski is, though, in center field. Great on the bases yesterday. Alexi Amarista in left will play uh, bat second with Will Myers, who had that awesome steal of home at first base batting third. Young Harris Alarte back from family leave. He's at third base and hitting cleanup. Jose Rondon now back to the minors, by the way, with Ryan Schiff at second base, Jabari Blash and right. Derek Norris, yep, he's still here, and he's catching. Adam Rosales gets the start at shortstop, and Jared Cozart makes his first start for the Padres pitching. Andy Green saying before the game, Alexi Ramirez basically no longer the starting shortstop. They're going to be doing a rotation there. Rosales yeah, and Rosales. Ramirez. And Alexi just not really cutting it anymore, which we've discussed at length. Uh, on this very show. So, take this now to the Supercuts head-to-head -head challenge. And yesterday, Blooper had Jabari Blash, who went one for four. And the couch had Christian Bethencourt, who went hitless. So the point goes to Blooper. One He's for now four back point, up huh? 515. That's all wow. it takes sometimes. Uh, Brady, yeah. you get the first pick today. Who you got? I, uh, I want to stick with Schimpf tonight. That was his pick last time, and he I won know. a point for you. He did, and so I'm, I'm going with it. I don't... I don't uh, that's I don't want to steer <laughs> away from <laughs> Good analysis there, Picky. Brady. Real good analysis Picky. as well. I got an interruption. I got well, you interrupting me. Shut I got up. you interrupting <laughs> me this year. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I, I don't point like at me. I did nothing to I'm you. I'm going to pink shift because I, I want you know? to. Good, good. Oh, uh, good. Okay, now Blooper's making fun of me. Blooper, get back of to all the board. people to Make be made pick. fun of for going, your I know, speaking right? abilities. Yeah, Blooper, who you got? You know, if you wear socks, I'd talk to you. But <laughs> I'm just sick of that. Uh, you yeah. killed three ostriches for well, your boots. skin socks, man. That's so unhealthy. Blooper, who's anybody for my socks? I'm going, I'm sticking with Jabari Blash. I'm on the Blash wagon until he blasts wow. socks. Back-to-back -back Blash. Yeah, all right. I like, and you know what's funny is everyone like talks about, uh, oh, who's on the team? I mean, outside of Cozart, like, those are all household names to San Diego fans. Like, I, I, I know if not nationally, yeah, if you've been but following if you've been watching this team, team, it's not like you don't know who these guys are. Like, you know who these guys are. You just don't know when they'll pop up is, That's is true. the issue. Yeah. You got a problem with that, Randy? Am no. I stuttering, Seth? What no. else you got? <laughs> <laughs> That's the Supercuts head to head I, challenge. I think it's a fine, fine. Supercuts Thanks, Randy. Good talk. to every detail and cut the lines the hot towel finish so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find the Supercuts super near you unique. at supercuts.com. Wonder if they could do something for Brady's beard. <laughs> we'll have to find that one day. We're uh, back to wrap things up on Padres Social Hour. Don't go far. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. We're back tomorrow once again at 5.30. Bob Scanlon and Chris Ello will join me. I'm sure they'll have some opinions on the trade Ooh. deadline as well. Doubt it. I uh, wanted to get you guys' opinions on this before we went off the air today. So uh, Matt Kemp, a lot of people were asking about this, wrote a little essay in the Players' Tribune yeah. today 
talked about how he grew up a Braves fan, it turns out, so he's happy to go to the team now that he's finally been rooting for since he was a kid. Photoshop that, that picture. <laughs> he had a picture of him in a Braves jacket yeah. when he was like 10. Uh, talked about how much he loved living in San Diego, wants to start his family here someday. But there was one passage that got a lot of people's ire here. I'm going to read it to you. And this was on the Players' Tribune. Quote, in so many ways, I got sidetracked from what I loved most about playing the game of baseball, having fun. I let a big contract, the Hollywood lifestyle, injuries and bad relationships, tarnish the reputation I worked so hard to established. Sadly, I gained a reputation for being selfish, lazy, and a bad teammate. He went on to say that I don't agree with those reputation uh, smears, but he says, I promise you, Atlanta, those days are gone. Thoughts on that, Randy, as a former player yourself? Time will tell. Could be BS, too. Great analysis, so, Randy. Could be. Really deep take there, Brady. Um, yeah. As a fan, because a lot of people are saying, well, why weren't you well, doing I this I loved. I mean, I did think it was cool. that. Th I mean, he lived in San Diego, by the way, when he was playing for L.A., so yeah. I don't think it's any big news that he's going to be coming back here to live. He loves San Diego. But um, I was pissed, man. I didn't like hearing that. I mean, that just confirms what we've been seeing with our eyes as he moves around with my grandma's hips out there and not <laughs> diving for balls. It's like you could have dove for that ball. Why didn't you? And so obviously he didn't come out and say, like, I was dogging it. But that's exactly what he said, it, you know, basically. You know, I'm going to start trying now, which insinuates, of course, I wasn't trying before. And that's, like, this is bothersome. That's why I love that steal home of Will. That's why I love it when people, like, I love when Rosales hits a home run and sprints around the base. I love it when people hustle down to first on a ground ball. It's like, Kemp needs to do that stuff. Ugh, drives me nuts. Good get, for you, Atlanta. Red, Randy. Hey, getting red, Randy. Let's just see what happens. Well, I hope Atlanta gets a better version of Matt than we did. Wow. And we wish Matt the best. We wish uh, all the Padres who have now Tomorrow, since, uh, we get a better version of Brady. Gone since the deadline. Whoa. And a new producer. He won't be here, so yeah. it won't be a better version. You uh, watched no. your eyebrows. Yeah, 530 no. again tomorrow. Join Damn us. You do. Thanks for watching. Thankfully, none of us got traded. Got to pass through waivers. See ya.